again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, your weekly podcast reviewing games from the Game Pass Collection, bringing you three unique perspectives from a varying skill range. I will be the ranger of this episode. Andrew, with me are Gollum, Keith, Hello. and our adorable hobbit, Liz. Hey, guys. And this week was Liz's pick, which, as some of you saw, was actually a poll. And the winner of this episode is... Middle-Earth Shadow of War, which is the sequel to Middle-Earth Shadow of Mordor, which was on Game Pass, but unfortunately is not anymore. So this game is a third-person action game where it has a mixture elements of stealth and, of course, action. And the combat moves very similar to the Batman Arkham series, if any of you are familiar with that. And the stealth elements are kind of similar to Assassin's Creed. I feel like this is a bit more stealthy because I don't think Assassin's Creed is that stealthy. But it has a lot of traversal and parkour elements of it like assassin's creed so if you're kind of familiar with that game as well you'll get kind of a mixture of elements of that game so this game is developed by monolith productions and it's, and it's published by warner brothers interactive entertainment on a firebird engine don't forget that yeah you know i designed this engine and they decided to pay me a bunch of money i wonder if you could rip off their logo and they wouldn't notice probably <laughs> i actually i feel like i took the name firebird before they did i'm curious if i could sue them for copyright infringement you might have a case. I'm no lawyer, but you might have a case. may only specialize in bird law, but I might have a case. <laughs> exactly. So going around, Liz, since this was your pick, was this a game or a pass? I feel bad because I actually really like the game, but it's kind of a personal pass for me. I didn't enjoy it. I just couldn't get involved in it. I couldn't get involved in the story and the characters. And overall, it's fun to play. And I had fun watching Andrew play the game. But overall, I think I'm going to give it a pass. It doesn't surprise me totally, but I think it's definitely a game. I love this game when it came out. I think I actually bought it on like a Black Friday special. Yeah, I did too. Special edition or whatnot. I put so many hours into this game. I, I think it's a great game. Oh yeah, this is definitely a game for me. Shadow War has a lot of elements to it and mechanics that are just really, really impressive. And it's surprising how well it is pulled off in this game. So yeah, this is this is definitely you should, something you should check out. So starting off the story, this is gonna this is interesting because so Keith, you played Shadow of Mordor, mm-hmm. Liz did not, and not only that, Liz, you said you never saw any of the Lord of the Ring movies, right? No, I saw the first one, and I think I saw the beginning of the second, but I'm not sure. It was so long ago. All right, so going from you, do you feel like? You should have played the first one. Yes. I felt like I was kind of thrown into it. I didn't really... I don't know. I felt like I was in the middle of it. I didn't really know what was going on. And I think that's part of the reason why I didn't really care to know too much about the story. Which is kind of a letdown for me. Because like I said, I think the game is good. I just... I just couldn't get interested in it. Do you think you more weren't interested in it because you didn't play the first one? Or because you just don't know the Lord of the Rings series at all? It made me want to rewatch the first Lord of the Rings because I love that movie. It's so that's what it, it made me want to watch Lord of the Rings and play The Witcher. But I just I don't know. I think that if I play the first one, that I will like the second one way more, and I'd probably give it a game. See, personally, I mean, it's it's hard for me to fully say because I did play Shadow of Mordor, but I feel like you don't need to play that game to get what's going on because Shadow of Mordor's story is pretty basic. The only thing you need to know is you play this character, Talion. He ends up dying at the beginning of the first one, and his body ends up getting possessed by this elf ghost. It's the best way to describe him. But essentially, 
their relationship is very symbiotic. They don't care for each other. They're not really friends. They're both a means to an end. Like they both just need each other. And that's essentially all you need to know about the first one because everything in this game is its own story. It's not really continuing anything. You just know that they're trying to fight Sauron. Yeah, that was really my thought of this is I don't think you need to have played Mordor to have played this one. In any type of situation, I guess you could say, sure, it's nice to know the mechanics of what they had in the previous one and all that. But if you just treated it, like you said, as a standalone game, I don't think you would have needed Shadow of War at all. So I I largely agree with you on that. The story was an interesting thing to me because you know me. I don't really get invested in a lot of stories very often in games. And I still didn't overly in this game, but I read a lot of overviews that people put together, and it's fascinating how well they tied this into the lore of the actual Lord of the Rings books. So I think that's really cool what they did there. Yeah, that's what I'm really surprised with this, is like anytime a game is made out of some sort of other medium, like generally movie games are awful. Granted, Lord mm-hmm. of the Rings is a book before it was a movie, but still, just for the most part, anytime a game is made after some something else, like very few comic book games are good, you know, very few story games are good, but this game is very, very good. And I think the big issue is because normally when you're trying to create a game based off something else, there's a lot of areas you got to be careful with. Like, I know with a big problem now is Star Wars. A lot of people are like, oh, no, don't don't touch the Jedi because, you know, we're, we're doing stories with them and stuff like that. Like, with the last Star Wars that came out, Jedi Fallen Order, I know originally they didn't want that company to make a Jedi game. They're like, oh, do bounty hunters. So I feel like whenever a company tries to make a game, there's always so many things they have to be careful with. But in this one, they did such a fantastic job, I think, tying it into the overall lore, and but making its own. And I think the thing that really saves this game is the voice acting. Like, I loved the characters. I absolutely loved the relationship between Talion and the Bright Lord, his ghost companion. Because, as I said, they don't really like each other. In fact, the Bright Lord's kind of a douchebag. <laughs> like, he's just really rude. He's always just like, oh, let these people die. Who cares? Let's get out of here. And he's like, no, like these are innocent people. I need to save them. Ah, forget about them. We need to get the ring. Like, he's just kind of a jerk. And so I loved their relationship and I loved their banter. See, I can agree with you on that because when we were playing, I actually said that to you multiple times. I'm like, the voice acting is incredible. I absolutely loved it. I just want to say that at the beginning of the game, it almost just seemed like the cliche beginning where, oh, his family died and he needs to avenge. And so that's, I think that's why, like, I immediately was like, oh. Well, the first one was all about him avenging his family. His family's been avenged. Well, they had, so like, now he's at just the beginning of this, they had like a cl- little clip of that. Yeah, and it was a recap. that's all they gave me to really become invested in this character. So that's why I thought it fell flat. But the, like you said, the voice acting, though, just made it more interesting. It was so good. I guess I can kind of see what you're saying there as far as, the, you know, kind of throwing you two ounces of the previous story took you out of it. So I... I won't disagree with you there, but I think if they either if they put that in there and just still didn't have Shadow of War or Shadow of Mordor to begin with, I don't think it would have been as bad, at least from your perspective. But maybe I'm wrong. But going to the voice acting, I think one of the things that you guys overlooked a lot was the orcs. The orcs themselves were some of the best voice acting in the game. Like their lines were hilarious. They like you just randomly have one's a giant bulky orc but he's just got that high-pitched, 
like squeaky voice or something like that and they throw like little bits of comedy throughout it in that way and i kind of appreciate that oh, even yeah. though it's not a comedy game they have some light-hearted bits with it and i like that oh the orcs in this game are fantastic so the main draw of this game is what's known as the nemesis system and to kind of break down what the nemesis system is is there's essentially a list of ranking orcs you know you go from the basic captains all the way to like a war chief to an overlord and obviously the higher rank they are the more powerful the orcs are so with the nemesis system as you're playing this game your character doesn't die the orcs know your character doesn't die but if they end up killing you in the game they'll get promoted and these char- these orcs as many as there are all have very unique personalities and i'm pretty sure no two are the same they all have like different names different weaknesses weaknesses they have different just cosmetics like, I don't think I've ever saw an orc where I was like, oh, I've seen this guy. You'll see some things that are relatively similar. Like, oh, it's it's an orc that's filled with pus or here's another orc with, like, heads attached to his body. But, like, the other day playing on Liz's game, there was an orc with two faces. I've never seen that before. And so I think it's so impressive that there's, like, no two orcs. And the Nemesis system also kind of works like Pokemon, where eventually you get the ability where you can possess the orcs and have them join your side. And when they're on your side, you can try to send them off on missions or try to help them out and they'll level up. And then eventually there's these pit fights where you essentially have your orc fight another orc. And you have no control over it, but if your orc wins, he ends up, you know, getting stronger and may become epic or legendary and he starts getting new abilities or maybe we'll start writing them out. So it's like this really cool aspect of like trying to collect these orcs and battling them and have them fight by your side. So the Nemesis system in this game is really, really cool. And I think it's cool, too, that they actually got some celebrities to kind of do some of the voices. Did they? But yeah, they have some celebrities in this game. So you'll kind of hear their voice and you're like, oh, I kind of recognize that. I mean, they have like Phil Lamar. He's one of the main characters. But like one of them is Kumil Najani. Some of you may know him from some of the movies. Like uh, most recent one he did was Stuber. But yeah, they have uh, just a couple, like, you'll hear some voices and you're like, oh, that sounds really familiar. But the voice acting from just the orcs, like, is really impressive because there's a ton of dialogue. Like, they don't reuse a lot of these dialogue. Like, you'll get an orc that's so-and-so the poet, and he'll actually, like, rhyme anytime he attacks you or fights you. And it's actually pretty interesting. No, one of my favorite things about it, too, was there was a lot of times they would come back if you killed them. Or I think maybe they needed certain yeah. qualities, but they would change too. And so I think that's where sometimes you would see a second head on them or things like that, where they kind of just get pieced back together. And I guess kind of the orc factory, which is sort of a throwback to the yeah the original game or the original movie, right? Where you just see the factory of them being built, basically. Isn't that how that all worked? I, it was more like a spawning pool. Yeah, I guess, yeah. But yeah... If you, like, decapitate an orc, yeah, he may end up coming back, and you'll see that he has, like, stitches on his neck that they ended up, like, reattaching his head. And then he'll be back, and he'll be actually, like, a higher difficulty, and he'll remember you and kind of say in dialogue to it. So it's really cool that they did that. Like, everything about the Nemesis system is just so impressive that I'm surprised no other game has tried doing it. Yeah, and I, I also love the fact that randomly they'll betray you. So even if you think you have one on your side, sometimes you get them too strong they betray you <laughs> and you have to fight them yeah. off so there's just so many different aspects of the way that it, the game goes and it's so unpredictable that i just really enjoyed everything about the gameplay of it so as cool as the nemesis system is what did you think of the overall combat of the game 
Because like I said, to me, the game, the combat reminds me a lot of the Arkham Knight series, where it's a lot of kind of hitting X, and then if an enemy's attacking you, there'll be a prompt to press Y where you can do a counterattack or B to try to dodge or roll out of the way. I really like the combat in this game. I think it's really fluid. I think it's fun seeing the progression. When I first started out, I was really bad at it, <laughs> and I just felt like it felt clunky to me. And then as I played, I realized it's not clunky at all. And I saw myself getting better, especially with like the Y and the A. I was like paying attention and looking for it. And so I actually ended up really enjoying it. I'm, I'm in the middle. It, the thing I don't like most about it is that I'm just not very good at it a lot of times. That's what I don't like about it. But at the same time, it's almost like a rhythm type of system. It's, yeah. it's a, uh, like a guitar hero on your controller where you're just kind of flowing the buttons as a combo, but it's a combo that it gives you. So it's kind of nice. And I like it in that regards. I think the targeting is a little clunky. At least that, that's yes. the one issue I had with it. Outside of that, though, I just really my my goal in combat was possess as many orcs in any given fight as I could because it was just. Yeah, try to turn the tide on, like, for allies and stuff. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. That was my strategy in most battles. So I tried to avoid the fighting because I just wasn't good at it. But that's something I like, too, is that it gave me an out for something I wasn't very good at. And then I could tailor my skills to to fit what I wanted to play as. So that was another thing that I thought was really cool. See, I think with the game... I felt like I was kind of forced to be stealthy because I really love the range attacks and that's all I wanted to do. But you know me, I'm not good at the headshots. You know, you shoot somebody and they don't die and you're kind of screwed because there's so many orcs. But I love that it kind of made me more stealthy and just the traversal in general, like sneaking around was really cool. I thought all of that was fantastic. And then, of course, like you said, you learn to possess or brainwash them or whatever you want to call it. And so adding that to the combat and stuff, I, I loved it. Yeah, the combat in this game, it, it really flows really well. Like, I like as you said, Liz, you really feel it progress because in this one, there's a lot of different types of orcs. Each one have their own strengths and weaknesses. Like, you can't just be going up and pressing X and doing your basic tactic against an orc with a shield because he's just going to keep blocking it. So you got to find a way to either stun him or get around him. And then the same with like the berserk orcs, like a lot of them you can't vault over. You have to try to stun them or shoot them in the head to daze them a little bit. And then of course you get like the kind of troll looking orcs that are like a lot bigger and they're a lot more difficult. You have to try to slide under their legs and a lot of times they'll end up grabbing you and just throwing you across the map. So you really have to keep tailoring your combat and paying attention to what's around you and try to take off some of the weaker enemies, maybe take off the archers because they just keep whittling down your health. Or mount them and yeah. use them for your advantage. Yeah, but I, I love that like when you start getting low, as Liz said, yeah, just start possessing people. It'll start healing you and then you'll start getting allies. It's almost kind of like starting a zombie apocalypse. Where it's like, oh, here's all these enemies, but you're like, oh, now you're on my team. Now you're on my team. Now you're on my team. And then all of a sudden, half the people are on your team and you end up just kind of washing over all the enemy because you ended up dominating most of the people. So I loved the combat in this game. And I think the stealth is really good. It's simple, but it's fun. Like, Because you can just go out and start taking out some of the guards or possessing them. And they won't attack, but once combat starts, then they all will start joining in and helping you fight. So it's kind of cool possessing all the archers and then trying to, like, initiate a ground fight. And then all the archers start helping you. It's, it's really cool to kind of how you can strategize a little bit in this game. Well, you also have the skill tree as well, which I thought that the skill tree, the map, all of those things were a little bit more complicated than other games. 
I found myself it's also like the tiny writing like I'm blind <laughs> I was like wait what does this say at one point you were just like reading them to me but I just didn't think it was the easiest to use I mean I got it but it just like it took me a minute you have to like read a bunch and I don't know that part I kind of didn't really care too much with the skill tree that I just started like doing random ones because I was like, okay, I just want to keep playing. Oh, I love the skill tree. I think the skill tree in this game is really good. The skills good. are amazing, but yeah. I didn't like going through everything and all the writing was tiny and I just found something that I could activate <laughs> and I did it. See, I remember at least from the first Shadow of Mordor, I remember the ability where when you pull out your arrow, instead of actually shooting an enemy with an arrow, you can teleport to the enemy I and assassinate them. I saw you doing them. that. It's it is, so cool. It is a great ability because it just lets you just travel really quickly. In the middle of a combat. I didn't get that one, but I wish I had. Yeah, and then getting the ability to just use an arrow too to just instantly teleport to somebody and possess them or possess a creature where you can end up mounting it and riding into combat on it. So I just, like you said, this I love the arrow system in this game too. I, I really like the bow and arrow. I will say there's a lot of fun things the gameplay too. Like you have to use your wraith ability and track things. And I thought that they had just enough to keep it interesting but not too much that it felt like a chore. Yeah, which is a very fine line because this game is pretty long. There's a lot to collect in it, but I think it's pretty easy to collect the things. Yeah. Yeah, I wish there was more collectibles. More collectibles? I, I don't know about that. Oh, there's, there's a lot of collectibles. Many things on them. <laughs> well, I know, but I feel like everything I wanted to collect, like, I mean, they're fun to collect. Like, you get, like, like a newborn arrow, new armor, but I just, I wanted some loot boxes. I don't know. <laughs> I was I was more than content with the amount of things I were to collect in the side missions. I that's one of the reasons I actually have never finished this game. Partially, I think, because of the difficulty I played on. I'm pretty sure I put it on one of the hardest difficulties. But it's it's not unbeatable. It's just real hard. But I've got sixty plus hours into this game, and I think I'm only about sixty percent of the way through the game. Dang, you put sixty hours into that far. I'm at a I'm at ninety six percent and I did thirty five hours. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's because of my difficulty, my badness, or my sidetrack ability. Because yeah, I just spent a lot of time just doing stuff. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get very far at all. <laughs> I mean, this game is very easy to get distracted in because you end up not doing the main stories and you end up just like playing with the nemesis system and the orcs. You'll see, like, the orcs are doing a certain mission. You're like, oh, I'm going to go and do this mission assassinate this orc. Or one of my favorite parts of this game are the siege, um, the castle siege parts. After a while, when you start taking over castles, you can either defend your castle or attack your castle. You can attack other players online. You can attack their castle. So it's really easy to just get in a rabbit hole of this game and just start doing side stuff because it's a lot of fun. That reminds me... I forget what they're called, but you go to the top of the tower and you survey the land and you find different things. Yeah. It, I You said you really enjoyed those, and it reminded me of, uh, what is it, State of Decay? Was that the game yes. that had it? Yeah, I actually really enjoyed that. I thought that was really – and it's such a simple, small thing in the game, but I actually thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, but it, it, it it's just one more thing to do, and not in a bad way, but it's – it's unique enough. It's not just collecting something. It's not climbing to the top of the tower and saying, cool, you got this coin. It's actually, you know, an added bonus. So I agree. And I thought it was a lot of fun. But there, to that point, there's just so much. I, I think actually a lot of times what I would end up doing was I would basically just try to take over the entire map 
with all of the generals and all of the orcs, and that's when I would go yeah. for the final attack. So my final attacks were usually pretty easy. I just, I just took a because <laughs> it's twenty versus yeah, one. Yeah, I, I just took a long time to get there. That's all. I do want to say, like, I, I take back what I said earlier with the loot boxes, because like, I didn't play as much of the game as you, but there's so much to the game that I do feel like if there were loot boxes, I mean, it would take just like eons to finish this game. So this game, what you're saying is loot boxes. I know what you're trying to say is like just chests you find open and kind of get like components. Because there are kind yes. of loot boxes in this game. So whenever you do any of the online components, you will get a chest. They have various names depending on what you're doing. There's like a vendetta chest, a war chest. But essentially you open it and you'll either get orcs or you'll get gear. So like there are some chests you can unlock, but you have to play the online part of it. And I know back in the day, this game used to have microtransactions where you could pay for these chests. But, of course, they got a lot of flack from it, and they ended up getting rid of them. But there's still kind of an element, because people were getting frustrated because it ended up being kind of a pay-to-win, because people who spent a lot of money and got these legendary orcs were next to impossible to beat, and they would just beat everyone online. So they ended up getting rid of the loot box system in that. But there are some chests you can open, just not what you're thinking. I will say, though, one of my complaints of this game, though, I find the traversal to be kind of hit or miss. I do like that you have like this double jump and you can kind of flow through the world and you have like a speedy run, but there was a lot of times where I just wanted my character to like go up or grab a certain ledge and he would just kind of roll. rub against the wall <laughs> yeah, or roll and it's just like, no, c come on, cl climb up there. And so I thought the traversal was a little hit or miss for me. That always happened when I was fighting. I'd yeah. Like, oh crap, my health. And then I try to go up a wall, and I just keep rolling, and I'm like, no. <laughs> so many times, and I couldn't tell if it was just me panicking and being bad again, or if it was just the game. And I, but I do think the the mechanics themselves were a little bit clunky at times with the movement. But it goes back to like the targeting I was talking about too. It's it's the same idea where just some things didn't make sense but outside of that it's still super fluid yeah i mean so like that's probably like kind of one of my minor complaints with the game because yeah like with the targeting there's times where i'm like okay i'm gonna assassinate this guy and i end up like assassinating the orc next to him and i was like ah crap so now i completely gave away on my position and i'm unprepared for this fight oh yeah like you're going for like a commander or a general or something that has say yeah like, and you just kill the grunt it, it has an easy execution ability or something like that when it's from stealth and <laughs> you kill the archer next to him yeah been there been there done that fight didn't like it and all because they moved an inch you didn't even do anything wrong yeah. they just slightly moved so that could be kind of frustrating so definitely something to keep in mind i would say but I do like that if you're climbing a building or something like that, if you want to just go straight up, I'm pretty sure you can just hold A and up. Yeah, and, you, and, you hold A, and it gives you a prompt to kind of hit A again at a certain time to go faster, which I thought was cool. Yeah, so it's it's got that ability, and it, it at least, like, you can kind of just hold A and go forward in most cases, I feel like. That's the one reason I think the traversal itself was pretty good. It was just rough if you're getting into a fight sometimes. Another kind of minor complaint I had was the overall environments of this game you do have different maps and they are slightly different like you do have a jungle looking one you have one that's kind of a wintry one but for the most part i felt like you're still kind of in the same castle you're seeing kind of the same ramparts the same cave systems so to me i thought the environments were kind of eh but overall, I think the graphics are really fantastic. I couldn't tell if they were good or bad because I kept focusing. This is so silly, but I kept focusing on their teeth. 
And I hate when video games make the teeth, like, such a prompt feature in the mouth. Because, like, when you're talking to someone, you don't see just, like, all their teeth, you know? <laughs> and it wasn't that bad, but it just, like, it bothered me. But, so, I like the misty parts. Like, I, I with the wraithability and, like, the speed run and stuff. I loved, like, the way that it moved and the graphics with that. But, like, with the people, I was kind of confused if it was good or not. I will say, you didn't see the best graphics, too, because there actually is a 4K package you can download to improve the graphics even more. But I didn't feel like downloading it because it's, like, 40 gigs just for that package. Well, I will say, the orcs looked incredible. Yes. It was the people that I was kind of iffy about. So I had my 4K package on, and I was playing it, and I, I thought it was gorgeous. So... It's one of those things where it's funny because I would say for a, what, 2017 game? Is that the right time when this came out? I don't know. A couple years ago, the graphics are incredible. I mean, not that 2017 is that far ago, but them adding the 4K package onto it, it it's just absolutely gorgeous. And I, I don't know, the way you can see the detail into it, I'm not big into gore on games but just the amount of detail it goes into where it's just like hacking off limbs and things like that when you're fighting the orcs on finishing moves and all that i just thought it was really cool i think it's great on graphics too yeah the choreography of like executions that you do is really impressive i like the look of the ghost guy that was inhabiting his body yeah i thought he looked really cool yeah i also love that the arrows were so vibrant because i needed them a lot (laughs) Yeah, I overall, like, I love the graphics of this game. It is just a really pretty game when it's up close. I just, yeah, like I said, for me, I didn't care for the environments. I felt like they all looked pretty samey. Yeah, they're not, it's not very diverse. I will give you that. But outside of that, I think it's all very good, though. So I'll take that over diversity, at least in this case. Yeah, you know, you're all against diversity. I know you, Keith. Let's not start that. That's, that's, not, that's not a path I want to go down. <laughs> but I think another thing that really complements this game in the environment is the music. So anyone who's ever seen the Lord of the Rings series really kind of knows like what this whole series is about when it comes to its music. It's generally these big orchestral scores and it's just it's just really loud and kind of booming. And I think this game does a fantastic job carrying that tradition over. When you're getting into fights and like hearing the chanting of other orcs or when like war is going on, you're hearing trumpets and horns. Like I think the sound in this game is really good. It really feels like you're in the middle of a war when you're doing doing like any of the castle siege parts or you hear the like screaming of the crowd when you're in an arena. I love the sound in this game. It was perfect for the game, like you said. Yeah, I I largely will say I didn't notice a lot of it, but I do know that what I liked a lot or that the sound effects definitely stuck out. Like you said, the the sound of the war horns and all that stuff, just, it, it was a good effect. And I feel like that actually played into, yeah, the movie. So, all around, very good as well. I really want to watch the movie now. I only watched <laughs> the first three. I watched, I think it was the first Hobbit, and then never the rest of them. I was just so bothered about those eagles. Just carry them all the way there. You're a freaking <laughs> eagle. The movie did a, I, okay, so I read the Hobbit book, the Hobbit book is fantastic. I didn't read any of the other books. Well, I read part of them. But if you're going to watch the movies, just watch the original series. The Hobbit, you can easily miss. The Hobbit's not worth it. It's worth reading the book, but not seeing the movie. Are they super sad, these no. books and movies? No. Because I remember... I think they're all very die. triumphant. I mean, sure. Characters, you got to have a, a death in a movie to make it. The story sell. Like the, you just need it. I don't like feeling things. <laughs> no, it's it's overall not sad. Okay. 
I will say that. So as Keith said, both me and him bought like the special edition. So I ended up getting the expansions. So Keith, you said you never played the expansions, right? You never got to No, them. unfortunately not. So I ended up playing the expansions. And so I can give you people a little bit of an insight. Overall, as with most games, if you like this game and you want more of it, I would recommend the expansions in this game. So there's two main story ones. There's one where you end up playing the human Barathor and one where you end up playing the elf. But yeah, so there are two different story missions and they're really cool. So when you're playing the main game, you're playing as a human slash wraith. And so you have a mixture of both these worlds. The expansions separate those two. So when you're playing as Barathor, you're only getting human abilities and doing human things. When you're playing as the elf, you're only doing wraith things and doing like wraith abilities. So it's really kind of cool how the expansion essentially separates the two main elements of the game and make them their own separate piece. Which I thought I read that the human can die. Yeah, so with the human expansion, when you're playing as Barathor, it's a bit more of a score attack. Like there's there's still a whole story with it and you're still, of course, essentially doing the same things of trying to build an army and recruit an army and doing essentially a lot of the same mechanics, but there is kind of a score element and you can kind of see how well you do. And there is like a ranking system with it. So when I first saw that, I was like, I don't know how much I'm going to enjoy this game, but they add enough new mechanics. Like he has a glider and like a grappling hook. So there's some interesting gameplay elements that make it really interesting and fun. And it takes place in this vast kind of desert world. So the environment of it is really cool because it kind of reminded me of like an Egyptian desert. When you're playing as the elf, though, hers was still kind of in the same world as Talion, so it's still a lot of the same cave systems and stuff like that. But she has this light ability that ends up, she can put down like proximity mines or create barriers or instantly like dominate people. So hers was more stealth focused and more about like kind of possessing people. Hers, I don't think I cared for as much. I think I had more fun with Baranor's story. So if you were picking one, I'd maybe go for the Baranor story. But overall, I think they're both still worth your time, though. Sounds worth checking out. Evan, I'll get there someday. Yeah, because, I mean, besides that, too, the other download contents you get are kind of character skins. And I don't know. I don't care for paying for skins. And you have to go back to your starting point to change your skins as well. You can't just change them. All willy-nilly. But, yeah. I mean, that's not a big nuisance, but they're only just for cosmetics. And so it's like, eh, if you want to pay money for it, you know what you're getting. I feel like I was really bad at this game, and I definitely saw that in the achievements. Because at one point I looked and I had zero. And I know you play a little bit under my game, and I, I know you got way more than I did on my own. <laughs> so I don't even want to look at them, but I thought it was kind of hard. But I don't know, I obviously didn't put the time that you guys did into it. So overall, I think the achievements in this game are pretty good. I don't think I'd recommend it for Achievement Hunters because this is a very big game, as you kind of heard with me and Key's playtime. So since I had the expansions, the overall gamer score I think is 1,500, and I ended up at like 1,200. Because once you get to the end, and your character's pretty strong, a lot of these achievements are kind of easy to knock out. So you put in 35 hours and you didn't 100% the achievements? I mean, well, because there's a handful that are kind of skill-based. So as I said, the Nemesis system has a lot of intricacies in it. So the few achievements I've missed are kind of difficult where it's like, oh, get a blood brother to attack another blood brother. So you have to hope the Nemesis system produces like these blood brother orcs, which they essentially have a very strong bond. And then at that point, it's really hard to possess one 
and then you got to have them attack the other one. It's it's a lot of steps, and it's only for like ten gamer scores. So. And did you play it on hard? Yes. Because I did easy, and I thought parts of the game were a little too easy, and then all of a sudden I'd die. So I thought it had like kind of a weird yeah, learning the, curve with it. The difficulty, I felt like it was pretty high in this game. Like, even when I had legendary armor, I still felt like it took two hits for me to die. Yeah, there's a lot of weird elements. I'm stuck on a fight right now that I can't figure out, and that's... I mean, I, I think that's why I might have put it down the last time I did, and why it was tough for me to, to keep playing here because to progress the story i think i have to get past this fight it's it's with a ring wraith and i just can't do it it's not easy can you change difficulty midway like i don't think game? so actually i think this is a game that yeah, locks in you can Ooh. yeah so i'm i'm, I'm pot committed <laughs> yeah because the difficulty affects the nemesis system so yeah i don't think you could change it mid, mid game so keep that in mind people if you're picking your difficulty but I didn't think the difficulties were that different, though. Like, I was playing on Liz's, on hers on easy, and there were still times where I'm like, holy crap, I'm almost dead. Whenever you think you're doing good, a humbling experience occurs. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, but getting to our final thoughts, overall, I think this game is absolutely fantastic. It has a lot of unique elements that you just have not experienced in a game. And it, it does it so well. Like, you would think, like, oh, there's going to be, like, some glitches or you're going to end up seeing a lot of repeat things. But surprisingly, you don't. I thought the story in this game overall is really entertaining. I love the characters in it. Overall, I love the two main characters. And I love their interactions and kind of how they don't really care for each other, but they both know that they need each other. So this game has a lot of elements to it that are just a lot of fun. And I think this is fully worth your time. You need to really check this game out. So I'm giving this game a 90. Okay. I'm, I really... I always like when you start, actually. Because you say most of the things that I want to say. I loved it. Why? So you like when I start so you can be lazy and just like, copy and paste what Andrew says. Well, Here's my score. Okay, do you want me to, You know, I really love the story. <laughs> I I like how the characters oh, really? played off each other. I like how, you know, the huh. main characters needed each other, but they didn't really need each other. It was pretty good, but, you know... I never thought about yeah, that. Yeah, it, it's, it's a good thought I just had. But all in all, I really loved this game. But here's where I'm going to diverge, and I was going to give it an 85. All right, damn, giving so it an 85. So you copy everything I say, but you give it a lower score. Yeah, I just score things differently. Get over it. So you want to, like, slightly change your answers so the teacher doesn't know you're plagiarizing. Shh. Don't tell people. Secret. <laughs> anyway. Delete that. Delete that. I don't want them to know that my secret is that. <laughs> I'm actually going to give it a couple extra points because I have a lot of respect for this game. There are a lot of elements that I liked. I just didn't enjoy playing it. I don't know why. I just I just didn't want to play it. So I'm going to give it a 78. I think it deserves more than a 78, but that's just for what I got out of it. And looking at Metacritic for Xbox, 81 from critics, 4 from users, but... Most of the reviews are old, and that's when they had the microtransactions. There's a lot of bugs that they fixed, so you can't really go based on that. One thing that I did see that was a common complaint was the pacing of the story, which I thought I do was agree kind of interesting. That. Yeah, because the story missions are kind of spread out from each other, and you end up forgetting the story because there's so many breadcrumb trails that you end up kind of going down rabbit holes, and you're like, wait, what am I doing with the story? With the reviews, it felt love or hate but for me i feel like i'm like right in the middle I'm like it's good <laughs> yeah, it's good Alrighty, so that's gonna do it for us this week thank you all so much for listening i know things have been kind of crazy out there and you know a lot of people are stuck at home so 
hey, you've got plenty of time to play games on Game Pass. But I really hope everyone's staying safe out there and staying sane. I've been your Hardcore Gamer host of this episode, Andrew. You can follow me on Xbox Live at Firebird01952. You can also follow me on Twitter at the same name, where I'll be kind of posting if I'm streaming or not. I'm going to try to have kind of more of a consistent streaming schedule now that I've kind of got a more consistent schedule at work. But obviously, too, work's been kind of hectic with this whole virus going on. So... If you want to see when I'm streaming, follow me on Twitter, and I'll be posting when I'm going to be going on. And you can also follow me on Mixer with the same name of Firebird01952. I'm still Keith. Hope you guys are also still safe. You know, I, I want to join the party there. The the, yep, the, the, the safe party. Mm-hmm. Copy-paste, 85. And you can follow me on Xbox, I guess, if you want. A little fluffy. Just come find me. I'm there. And I'm Liz Anoob, gamertag comment on Dean, and I'm on Twitter at Liz Anoob, Noob is EW. And I think for my next pick, I'm going to do another poll. So definitely check out our Facebook and our Twitter. You can vote twice, one on each. And maybe you guys will actually vote this time? Maybe? <laughs> I mean, you're not following my Twitter. You could at least, like, vote. I think I didn't vote. You, know? you, you did not vote. I'm not sure if I didn't not vote. I don't know. <laughs> wow. Please vote, because they won't. <laughs> Thank you all so much for everyone's continued support. We greatly appreciate that you guys keep listening to us, and uh, especially when we uh, talk about a whole bunch of nothing. It just end up yelling at each other. But we hope you enjoyed this episode, and we hope to see you again next week. Please stay safe out there. Bye, guys. Bye-o. Thank you.